Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Ryan Leonard. And I'm Sean Oak. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Sean, how are you? I'm good. How you doing, Ryan? Doing pretty good. So uh, at the time we're recording this, we have recently concluded our annual PMX conference, which was a lot of fun. Um, and in one of those classes at the conference, we received a number of inquiries on the subject of ejectment. So today we'll go over some of the basic differences between unlawful detainer actions and ejectments. Unlawful detainers are ultimately used to remedy some breach of the lease agreement made between the landlord and the tenant. Perhaps the most common breach is non-payment of rent, but repeat violations of other provisions of the lease or engagement in illegal activity may also constitute grounds for filing an unlawful detainer. In contrast, ejectments are used when the person occupying the property never had any sort of landlord-tenant relationship with the owner or property manager. This might include an unauthorized occupant or squatter. Because no landlord-tenant relationship ever existed, the person occupying the property cannot be said to have violated any provision of the lease, as there is no lease in place. There is an important distinction to make here regarding the presence of unauthorized occupants and whether filing an unlawful detainer or an ejectment is the best course of action. When a tenant is found to have unauthorized occupants living in the property, that is a violation of the lease by the tenant, not a violation by the unauthorized occupant. So an unlawful detainer is still the appropriate action to file to recover possession. However, if an unauthorized occupant moved into the property after the tenant moved out and the tenant's lease term concluded, then an ejectment would be the appropriate action to file to recover possession from the unauthorized occupant. So, for example, let's say you have a tenant who is six months through a one-year lease. You discover the tenant is allowing several people not named on the lease to live in the property as well. You serve a 2130 notice on the tenant to, to have the unauthorized occupants vacate the premises. Not only do the unauthorized occupants not vacate, but instead, the tenant abruptly leaves town, leaving only the unauthorized occupants in the property. How should you proceed? This scenario would still best be handled with an unlawful detainer filed against the tenant. In this case, there is a lease in effect. So the tenant is still responsible for remedying the lease violation for which you served the 2130 notice. Here, it is okay if you do not know the names of the unauthorized occupants, as the unlawful detainer should be filed against the tenant pursuant to violating the lease agreement. Some judges, but by no means all, ask that unlawful detainers be filed against the tenant and all other occupants and view such language as a catch-all to put anyone in the unit on notice. Other judges, however, do not want the and all other occupants language included on an unlawful detainer as and all other occupants 
are not identifiable parties against whom a judgment can be entered. Before including the and all other occupants language on an unlawful detainer, consider consulting an attorney to advise you on what the judges in your area prefer. Unlawful detainers are almost always filed in the general district court that has jurisdiction where the property is located. A standardized unlawful detainer form is made available by the courts to initiate the action. Conversely, ejectments are filed in the circuit court that has jurisdiction where the property is located. A standardized form for ejectment is not made available. Instead of completing a standardized form, a complaint that pleads facts sufficient to support a case for ejectment would need to be drafted and filed with the court. If you find yourself in a situation in which you need to file for ejectment, it is recommended that you seek the help of an attorney. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Law and Ethics section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2023. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.